What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast, a podcast dedicated to self-development, self-improvement, and helping you achieve the goals that you've laid forth in your life. I'm your podcast host, Brandon Davis, and in today's episode, I'm bringing on Elizabeth Hamilton Guarino, who is founder of the Best Ever You Network and co-founder of Compliance 4. Through these companies, she's helped individuals and organizations around the world be their best and achieve world-class excellence with gratitude-based behavior and belief systems. Elizabeth is one of America's foremost personal and corporate development consultants, specializing in mindset, strategy, leadership, and taking action. Elizabeth is also the author of the award-winning personal development book, Percolate, Let Your Best Self Filter Through, and multiple children's books as a contributor and author. Elizabeth and her husband live in Maine with their four sons, two dogs, and three rescued cats. Elizabeth, welcome to the Get Over Yourself podcast. Thanks for joining us here today. Hi, Brandon and everyone. Thank you so much for having me. It's, a, it's an honor to be here. Well, Elizabeth, one thing that really struck me is I was uh, kind of getting to know you and whatnot. These three rescued cats. Tell us a little bit about that before we jump into today's episode. Puppies and cats. There's five of them in here. Um, we, yeah, I love cats. I've always loved cats. I love animals. Um, but I do have three rescued kitty cats. Um, one is actually in my office here with me all the time. Her name's Mel the Podcast Kitty. And um, yeah, they're all just rescued for fluff balls. They're One's, uh, one's black, one gray, and one is multicolored. And um, they're gray kitty, black kitty, and Mel. I love it. The rescued footballs. What a perfect name for it. Yeah, they're so cute. Well, guys, in today's episode, me and Elizabeth are going to have a great conversation about her new book and how it can help everyone find the success that they want in their life and how each individual can start to realize what's important and what advice they can leave in other people's lives. So with that all being said, Let's jump into today's episode. So Elizabeth, can you give the audience a little bit of a background on what you do for a living and what your day-to-day looks like? Well, uh, my day-to-day. So I'm 52. I'm a mom of four sons. They're 20. 22, 24, and 26 years old. Um, so they have three in college at once right now. If anybody wants to trade those bills, let me know. Uh, and my day-to-day is uh, owning and operating Compliance for and the Best Ever You Network. Um, and my day-to-day right now is very much uh, talking with people you know, such as yourself about the Change Guidebook because the book's coming out soon uh, in March. And uh, it's just, a, I think it it changes the, the topic and the narrative about the, about change and, uh, our, our ability to impact other people. And you mentioned this compliance for, you want to dive into a little bit about what that is, what people can expect from it. Sure. Um, so, um, compliance for is a boutique compliance consulting business that my husband and I own the, um, most of my background is actually in the financial services industry before I started Best Ever You, and even a little bit during Best Ever You, uh, especially now. Uh, but yeah, we, we just have so much financial services uh, in us, and my husband is, a, is a, an attorney, 
and a chief compliance officer. And so that's a, just a huge part of what we do on a day in and day out business is compliance for. We do a lot of compliance consulting for the country. That's awesome. And I also noticed very quickly that you mentioned you're releasing this book in March. Do you want to give the audience a little bit of a preview on that and why it's been such a project and impactful thing in your life? Yeah. So it's called the Change Guidebook, How to Align Your Heart, Truths, and Energy to Find Success in All Areas of Your Life. It's being published by HCI and it's distributed by Simon & Schuster. Its release date is March 8th, just a little bit here, less than a month to go. It's a book that includes the 10 points of change. So each chapter is one of the points of change. The book itself is divided up into three sections, your heart, your truths, and your energy. And uh, the book itself is a masterclass in change. So you can actually read the book and get a masterclass certificate from it. And so when you were kind of writing this book and things, what were some of the motivations you had behind it? How did you go to choose these 10 specific points? And maybe you could also detail what those 10 points are so people can kind of get a greater feel for the entire experience. Sure. So the whole Best Ever You Network is founded on six principles, which are also in the book, and these 10 points of change. And the 10 points of change are assess, choose, discover, grow, support, implement, accept, engage, master, and impact. And so whether you are dealing with it, an unforeseen circumstance, like adapting to like a, a change you didn't ask for, a club you didn't want to join, or whether you're making deliberate change, the book takes the reader uh, through this process of how we make and implement change to the point of, you, can, you know, in the last part of the book, you can learn how to impact other people if you want to. Okay. Yeah. And as you were writing the book, is there any major key insights that just kind of went, aha, like this is exactly what I need people to understand. This is what I want to share with people. Well, yeah, you know, I think the, I think that's hard. That's a hard question. Cause I think the whole, the whole book is like that. You know, I, I hope I was saying earlier um, to my husband that I, I hope people take this book and give it a giant hug and use it, like keep it with you refer to it, put it, you know, in, whether it's a purse you're carrying or by your bed stand or wh- whatever it is, the book is, is to help us change the narrative on change so that change isn't so scary for people. A lot of people have a, a viewpoint that change is scary and change doesn't have to be scary. You just, we just need to think about how we, you know, what we want our change perspective to be. Why do you think change is so scary to so many people, Elizabeth? Because I bet just like anyone, you've gone through those moments where you're in a changing circumstance and you're you're curious about what's going to happen. But how can people kind of cope with that and realize that it's not going to be as crazy as they might build up in their head? Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's all sorts of change, isn't there? There's that change where you're like, okay, I want to change this and it's going to be great. This is a positive change and so forth. And then there's there's other moments. Like where you're like, oh, I wish nothing would ever change. This is so great. And then there's other moments where you have a change that you're, you know, you have to make. And if you don't make it, you know, who knows what's going to happen? And I think that's where people get stuck. They, 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 they get ahead of themselves. I think we all do this sometimes where you're like, oh, I wonder what would happen if I did X, Y, Z. And you don't know the answer exactly. And it's sort of like that little leap of faith you have to take. And you're not sure how it's going to all work out. And the book really guides you through that. It, it helps you learn how to navigate that exact thing. And if you were sitting down and somebody 
just some random person asked you, like, I need to change this specific thing in my life. If you could put it into a 30 second elevator pitch, how would you help that person, Elizabeth? I would say let's work together and let's craft a vision statement for you. Let's do an assessment and a vision statement and let's see if we can work together to to get your goal accomplished or your dream accomplished, whatever it is. Coming up, Elizabeth teaches us how we can all craft our very own vision statements and how it can be important inside of our lives. So um, the, the fir first couple chapters of the book talk about an assessment and then crafting a vision statement. And usually vision statements in life coaching are something that I will I would write for you if we were working together. I'd, I'd read you your vision statement that I'd written for you based on some interviews we'd had and so forth. But the book guides you to help you write your own vision statement. And a vision statement is uh, a tool we use in life coaching that helps us reprogram uh, how we think and to get goals accomplished or to get an action achieved or whatever it is. But um, a vision statement is something that you read actually every day or listen to every day uh, to, to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. It's a very interesting process. But on my website, I have a, a free gift actually for people uh, listening. It's besteveryou.com forward slash change guidebook. And there is a free gift there. It's called Create Your Best Life. And there's an assessment there that I use actually in my coaching and in my personal life. Like I use it all the time. It's like a good, it's a good, it's a good free gift. It's like 10 or 12 pages. And it helps you look at your life overall and um, start to kind of assess where you're at. And so while people are assessing where they're at and they're kind of making these vision statements, these kind of mottos to motivate them to get out and achieve their goals and achieve kind of the happiness they want in their lives. What are some things that you've seen that have transformed people's lives when before they started that and after they've kind of gone through the journey a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, I work with a lot of people. I'm also a master life coach, which means I train people to become life coaches as well. But personally, I think one of the neatest stories, I, I help a lot of people lose, uh, release weight actually. And I had a lady come up to me one time. I was, I was up at the track here and she said, are you Elizabeth? And she was kind of just, um, walking at that time, uh, and having difficulty walking around the track. And I said, I am Elizabeth. And she said, would you, would you help me, uh, lose 150 pounds? Wow. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, I will actually, <laughs> if I, if, if I can, and I, if I can, I will. And it, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's difficult. It's a difficult process to lose 150 pounds. It's not easy. You, there's a lot of work involved actually. And so I said, well, you know, let's, let's see if we can work together. Let's have a, an initial call and all that good stuff. And we ended up working together and she lost 165 pounds. Destroyed her goal. Wow. Yeah, destroyed the goal. Actually, came off medications. There were twelve different medications. She was running through the drive-through quite a bit. There are all sorts of habits people have to 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 have you know one hundred and fifty or so extra pounds on themselves. And so, one of the one of the things that I do when I'm working with somebody is the fear. A lot of times, Brandon, the fear is what do, what do I have to give up? What do I have to stop doing? What do I, oh, I'm so comfortable here. What do I have to change? How, do, how comfortable do I have to get? And the answer sometimes is very. And that's, I think, what scares people as well. 
And inside those circumstances of change, I think you put it best. I mean, a lot of times we're going to get very uncomfortable. We're going to be stepping into realms we either haven't seen in a very long time or something completely new to us. So what advice could you offer, Elizabeth, to somebody who's getting ready to make that change in their life, but they can't just seem to get that last little piece of motivation to start their journey? Well, I can, I'll tell you, I think, I think a lot of people can inspire you, but I don't think people can motivate you. And so I think you have to dig a little deeper and think about what does motivate you for real. What is the motivating factor of the change um, that you want to make or what's going to motivate you to choose a growth mindset or a positive mindset in the face of adversity? And so say when I was working with this lady to help her lose 160 pounds, one of the things that we did, she's like, what are you going to take away from me? And I'm like, so listen, here's the thing. I'm not. When I work with people, I'm going to add things at first. The keywords are at first because eventually we're going to take stuff away. But absolutely, yeah. But I'm I'm like, okay, so we're going to add a whole lot of water to your diet right now, a lot of water. So don't change anything, but we're going to add water. Next step: don't change anything, but we're going to add a cup of vegetables to your diet every day. Things like that make change so much less scary. So it gives the book really gives you an, a different attitude toward change. Really, I really firmly believe that because I've, I've, I've had, I'm a person who has life-threatening food allergies and I've nearly lost my life on a, on a couple of occasions. Well, a lot of occasions actually, but two really serious moments. And I think about all the change I went through following those moments and just, just that there's two ways to have that attitude. And to, there's choices in those moments of how you're going to be, what you're going to say, how, how you're going to be responsible for yourself, thinking, acting, feeling, and so forth. And I like to choose positive wherever I can. And how did you kind of develop that mindset of choosing positivity rather than the negativity? I mean, like you said, you've, you've been through the moments of, of near-death experience. You've worked with a ton of people about that same concept, but... Yeah. So I I really like to... One of the things that I found was gratitude, and it took me a while to find it. Um, but And gratitude can be very cliche these days. But what I mean is like real gratitude, like real deep down gratitude, like gratitude for breath. Gratitude for when I wake up in the morning, I'm actually very grateful because I know what it's like to you know be on the verge of not doing that. And so I really like to help people find gratitude, worth, value, self-love, self-respect, self-care. But I, I think those, that's also important to root in as foundation. And I think, people, I think people drift from that. And why do you think that is? Why do you think people are drifting away from that? Just life in general. I think life takes us on, on little journeys and we have to go, oh, yeah, wait, 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 wait breaks on. I'm going to drift back to my authentic me. Um, and, and sometimes you need guidance for that. I mean, even coach, you know, the, to accomplish, to accomplish things, often we need other people, um, more often than not, I don't think we ever accomplish, accomplish a lot alone. I think we really need other people. And so, you know, even I have drifted here and there and, you know, I'll get my own coach to help me, but uh, you know, I, I think life, that's just the nature of us. Sometimes we drift away from some of the things that are important to us and we need little reminders to bring us back there. Now, Elizabeth, what would you recommend to somebody who can't necessarily afford to have 
this constant coach who's going to either help them with their diet or help them with their positivity or their accountability. I mean, there's coaches for everything nowadays, but in reality, that's something that can get pricey very quickly. Something that not everyone can do because they're struggling with other areas in their life. What, what would you say to them? I worry about that a lot. And I think about that a lot too. And that's why the Best Ever You Network exists because it's free. Um, so it's free to join besteveryou.com. The content is free. The radio shows are free. Uh, you have access to therapists, CEOs, leaders, executives, athletes, you name it. There are a lot of people on there who contribute uh, weekly, monthly, and so forth to that website. And there are also 600 radio shows that go with the site um, with so much expertise. So I think there's something there that can help you uh, be, you know, take a, take a few steps on your own. And, uh, you know, there are coaches of all pricing, pricing too, uh, for sure. And, you know, a lot of coaches, if you ask, they will do things at no charge. So Elizabeth, kind of jumping frames for a second here, I want to talk a little bit about success and how people can find it. What, in your opinion, is success and how you've sought after it and found it inside of your own life? So I think your roadmap to success is your strengths. And I think the measure of success is the smile on your face. I'm very different, I think, than a lot of people. A lot of people think it's a dollar or somebody they interview or something they achieve or you know, that's, that's good. I agree. You know, those are, those are different things of success, but overall, I think success is the smile on your face or maybe even the smile on someone else's face. And I really believe that it's very important to, to encounter every single person we meet along the way to whatever success it is that we're seeking, encounter them with grace, gratitude, compassion, a sense of excellence, and definitely collaboration. Because I think that we never know what's going on in other people's lives as we encounter people. You know, that's so true. I mean, when, when we walk by people in the day-to-day -day life, they could put on a smile. They can act as friendly as they can. They could also act very unfriendly. But in reality, we never can truly understand exactly how someone is feeling in that moment. No, you can't. And I think about um, my dad was a, a pretty huge uh, part of the book Percolate. Uh, he was a stroke survivor from 2004 to 2018. Wow. And I talk about him in Percolate. I talk about, I talk about him in the Change Guidebook as well. And one of the stories, after my dad died, I, I came back to Maine and was just here for a little bit before I went back to Minnesota. And I guess I was up at the grocery store and I was crying, not knowing really I was crying, but I was crying over the pears. I have no idea why or whatever, but that's just where I was at that time. Over the crying over the pears. They were great pears too. I was just over there crying. And this lady came up to me and she goes, my darling, can I give you a hug? And I didn't know her or anything like that. It was so random and it was so pre COVID and all this stuff. And I said, actually, yeah. And, she, and as she was hugging me, she said, my dear, which one of your parents just passed away. And I'm like, how do you know that? My dad just died. Holy cow. She goes, the look on your face is unmistakable. And, and that I've never seen her again. Sometimes I go up there and I'm like, are you here? <laughs> you know, Kind of searching and whatnot. But it was so, it was so divine in a way. And um, it just, it just really dawned on me. I knew it before, but it really, really, really dawned on me that you have absolutely no idea what's going on in other people's lives. Wow. What an experience that must have been, especially right after you just lost your dad. You're going through the ringer. You're going through this time that 
honestly, a lot of us can't even imagine right now in our lives. So what did that mean to you that just some random stranger was able to walk up and give you a hug and just say that it's going to be all right? Everything. Um, it was so comforting and such a loving gesture. If you, if you think about that, um, I, the world needs so much more of that. I, I can't rec- I can't prescribe that at this exact moment <laughs> due to what's going on in the world. But there are other ways that you can that you can achieve that. Um, you know, be nice to each other. It's it's really, 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 really important, especially right now, too. We've all gone through so much. Um, be treat each other with kid gloves. I mean, it is just very important to be kind to each other. And, you know, Elizabeth, I can't help but picture her side of the story as well. Here she's in this grocery market and she sees a lady just crying over some pears, right? What do you think was going on in her head? How do you think she got up the courage to walk up and give you a hug? Because, you know, in reality, how many of us are actually going to be like that lady who offer that that crying shoulder at the exact moment somebody needs it? Where do you think she got that confidence? She had mileage. That's what I thought was cool about her. I, you know, I think a lot of us have we, th- we think we're smart and we think we've got this or that and everything like that. But the fact is that some people just have more mileage and those are the kinds of people that just sort of know, and they might not be smarter than you. They might not even be kinder than you, uh, but they know. And how do you think we can get to that point as well, Elizabeth, just like that one lady was for you, we can do that to other people. I, th- I think by, by slowing down. I really do think by slowing down, pausing, and um, I'm on my my pausing preach here, but you know I think slow yourself down and really pay attention to other people and ha- be aware. Like walk around with a sense of awareness one day, um, like really slowing down and really listening and looking at other people and observing other people. Um, it changes the scope of just going into the grocery store, getting what you need, getting in the line, and going back out to your car. Absolutely. And I have uh, two quick stories I'd like to elaborate on that experience in my personal life. Um, So I heard this discourse one time where this lady was given the challenge of putting her phone down when she's in places she doesn't need to be on her phone. (laughs) And so she caught herself. We keep bringing up a grocery store. I don't know what it is about grocery stores with us today. (laughs) They're busy people are in a hurry. Yeah, it is. It is a place where people are in a hurry. You know, they're just trying to get your stuff and check out. But while this lady was waiting in this giant line at Costco, she's sitting there on her phone and she reminds herself, nope, I said, I'm going to be more observant. And she puts her phone in her purse, right? And just a couple seconds later, she just starts talking and engaging with somebody almost like the person did with you. And the story just kind of continued where they, she was able to help the man because he just needed somebody to talk to in that moment. But if she hadn't got off her phone, she wouldn't have noticed. And then the second little story I wanted to share is, I was given the challenge by one of my professors here in college um, to sit down, find a spot where I can kind of sit down and relax for 15 whole minutes. And he tells us before, he told the entire class, when you guys are doing this, you're going to feel like it's the most awkward 15 minutes of your life. You're going to try and talk to nobody. You're not going to look at your phone. You're just going to sit and observe. You're going to listen. You're going to look. You're going to see what's going on around you. And when he gave me that assignment, that kind of challenge, I chose various locations to do it because I was so intrigued. I learned so much about people and how crazy life can get just by sitting there without engaging with them, but just by sitting and observing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great exercise. And, and, you know, some of the coolest places to do that are in really busy. Well, not again, not maybe at this moment in time, but you know, I used to do this, you know, just do that in a busy city. 
is very interesting for even for an hour, like in a, in a Starbucks or something like that, just sit and look around. What, what are some things you've seen when you've personally done that? Um, I've seen, you know, more often than not, I'm so interested in how people are, don't take their nose up out of their computer or their phone. I, and again, I'm, you try to do it with that, without being judgy, but it's hard to, so you kind of got to make a list of like all the things you're like judging people on. Cause like, Oh, that's no, 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 you know, kind of thing. But sometimes you see lonely. Sometimes you see, uh, homeless, you know, you can, it's evidently, obviously homeless for sure. Coming in, needing the restroom, needing something to eat, needing something to drink. Um, I've seen fights, I've seen breakups, I've seen, you know, I've spent, I spent time in coffee shops <laughs> with Percolate. Um, we did a lot of meetups prior to the pandemic with Percolate. And so I would sit in the coffee shops in various cities announced that I was there and have people come in and I'd sign the book and all this good stuff. And, um, just, you, you meet a lot of interesting people, but a lot of the times it's such, such joy too. I, I gave you some of the examples of the things that I thought people needed to work on because we we're kind of on that track, but there's also such joy. There's hugs and love and, and celebration and, and happiness. And, and there's, there's just, it's all over the place, like an airport. So Elizabeth, as we're kind of coming to a close of today's discussion, I want to ask you what motivates you to constantly be trying to help other people as well as helping yourself become a better version? What gives you that passion? I, you know, I've always been that way since kindergarten. I just, I was a kid in kindergarten who went in there reading and I helped all the other people who didn't know how to read, read. And I have always had that passion in me. Uh, but I also, on the flip side of that, I'm also a lifelong learner. So I, I am never the smartest person in the room. Uh, I promise you that. And I am always open to learning. And I think that's what's very important in that mixture. So I think whenever we encounter each other, we always learn something from each other. I don't think you necessarily uh, just teach somebody something. I think they always teach you something in return. And Elizabeth, if you had any last minute advice to leave with the audience here today, what would it be and why? Think, yeah, I want to talk about thinking with your heart, really, I guess. I was thinking about it for a minute. Um, I think we spend a lot of time in our heads thinking. And if I could, I'm not, I know I'm not on video, but if I could, I would look, love for you to just place your hands over your heart. When we have those moments where you don't know what to do, or you need to make a decision or a choice, or you're having a tough time, put your hands over your heart, close your eyes and think with your heart. That's amazing. Elizabeth, I want to thank you so much for coming on today's episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast. Before we go, is there anything you'd like to mention on where people can reach out to you, find you on social media? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm Elizabeth at besteveryou.com is my email. My website is besteveryou. And I would love for everybody to go to besteveryou.com forward slash change guidebook, get your free gift. Uh, I love pre-orders and orders of the change guidebook that personally helps me as an author. But I think what that does is it helps the book reach who it needs to reach. I, I, the buzz we create about the book is I think really what's fun. So thank you. Thank you for having me here. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us. Everyone, make sure to go check out her website. Make sure to go check out her book. It releases just in a couple weeks. So let's go help Elizabeth out. She was so gracious enough to come on to today's episode with us. Let's go, let's go show her some get over yourself love. Guys, everybody just remember, it'll all be okay 
Just take a step back and don't be afraid to make the changes that you need to in your life. Thank you.